0: Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast that dissects Who Framed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time, with special guest Kira McCarthy. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am here again, as I have been for the past, uh uh, 11 minutes now. I am Chris Blair. I'm here as always with Annie McMullen. Hello. And today we are joined by improviser extraordinaire Kira extraordinaire. McCarthy. Yes.
1: Extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. <Extraordinaire. laughs>
0: Welcome to the show, Kira. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yes, my pleasure.
0: Uh, so Kira performs on a on a improv team every Friday night. Uh, a, a show that's been running for eleven years now,
1: almost eleven years.
0: That's a very long time. How are you doing today, Kira?
1: You're doing well. I uh, I power washed the front of my house this morning, which was very
0: disappointing. So what is what does power wash entail?
1: Well, you have to get a special machine that's power washer and you hook it up to a hose and it blasts you have like this thing that's like a giant gun basically (laughs) and it blasts water super duper powerfully out of the end of the hose and it's supposed to like clean stuff off real good mine i had to get real i brought it from a friend and i had to get really close up and it was only doing like about a like inch and a half wide section where it was like really really working and it wasn't working that well the the front of my house is like and and i rent so like whatever but like it's dirt dirty like it looks like it needs to be scrubbed off and i was like i don't want to scrub this it's like the the portal sort of where the like into the garage and it's probably been i mean who knows when the, the house needs to be painted really badly but it was really dirty and i tried to just like hose it off and it did absolutely nothing so I have a friend who like is all about power tools and stuff. And I was like, do you have a power washer? And he let me borrow his. And I, I'm going to see him today. So I was going to give it back. So I was like, I better do that today. I've had it for like two months, right? Maybe a month.
0: That seems like and a I've very been... adult activity.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's there. Here we go. That's me. Adult. <laughs> all day. Very serious adult business. Yeah. Power washing your house. Power wash my house. <laughs> I mean, I think it says like I was like, oh yeah. Well, did you pre-treat it? I think you need to put this like spray on first to let of loosen the debris before you do that. And then also like we have a power washer here, and it's got a bunch of different little nozzle heads on it to concentrate the spray differently. Maybe you need a different one that was like a little more turbo, you know. Yeah, this one only had one nozzle and you're supposed to twist it. You could twist it to try to change it and I didn't know too much about what was going on. And it it just I really wanted like I mean, I've seen videos that like yeah, you know. And you I wanted, wanted like a TikTok happened. grade yeah. dirt removal. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to see like some serious before and afters. And it's not what happened. And I got wetter than I <laughs> thought I would well because w- I was so stupid I'm like spraying it up above me and then the water came dripping down on me and I like didn't think about gravity I was wearing rubber pants and like rain boots I didn't put on a rain <laughs> coat but I was like how stupid would it be if I was power washing and holding an umbrella so I don't get wet from the drip? <laughs> why do you why do you own rubber pants <laughs>
0: This, this is also what i was wondering
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have rubber like work pants they i mean they're like rain pants okay um because i have a really really nice raincoat this is so stupid okay i got a really good raincoat this is like swedish it's rubberized cotton and it's amazing it works too well though to wear rain just like will it, it rain sloughs right off the thing so where it ends which is like right above the knee kind of <clears throat> my pants will be completely soaked, like destroyed soaked so i was like i will get pants to wear over my pants when it's raining enough because my raincoat works too well <laughs> 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 so dumb. but i yeah. my i was dry i didn't have to i just took those bad boys off and hung them and I didn't do anything about my head I had to, my hair was wet but my yeah. well I feel like we have a really good sense of who you are as a person now and
0: that, <laughs> I think
1: that's good yeah but, all uh, you need to know about me is I'm I think
0: fancy. and you have I, a clean house
1: no well it doesn't look clean but it is yeah the dirt is the dirt is clean yeah is clean. um yeah. so I think we were talking about this before we started recording but like what's your what's your relationship to this film mine yeah well let's see i saw it in theater when it came out which whatever year that is was which i suppose we could look and find out immediately (laughs) um An interesting thing to note there is that it was really sort of, like, revolutionary that they were, I mean, there were a couple films before this where they had live action with, um, it wasn't exactly a new concept. They hadn't done it in a long time, but I remember watching things on, like, maybe the Disney Channel or something like that, that were, like, how it's made stuff before it ever came out, and I distinctly remember there was, like, a, like, tube of water that comes up when roger rabbit like i don't want to get ahead of us but there's a part where he ends up like being in the dishes he gets in the dishes and he comes up out and squirts water out and i remember they like i specifically remember they showed how they did that which it was just like a little squirter of water probably a pressure washer (laughs) probably a modified pressure washer no who knows i remember like there was a lot of hype before it came out about like i don't know it seemed like this was a big deal or something
0: do you remember what you thought about the movie when you saw it
1: i remember not getting a lot of it i mean it is sort of like adult and i was 12 or 13 or something um so there were there was that kind of stuff i also didn't understand the time frame of it um that was confusing to me and i remember thinking that the bad guy was really scary, and the whole part where they demonstrate the dip on the little boot—if I recall—oh, that a, yeah, that's a traumatic. That it was yeah, yeah. Bad. And I really liked Jessica Rabbit, which who knows about that? But I remember she, she is something. You know, I talk a, I talk a lot about uh, just general body trauma of the eighties and nineties. <laughs> this <laughs> film wasn't helpful. Oh, I mean I like it. it's like she's so ridiculous nobody's like that and I also really appreciate the animation of how her dress sparkles it was probably in one of those things they like somebody had to hand draw all the sparkles on her or something
0: I've never thought about the sparkles but yeah those sparkles had to have been tough
1: yeah revolutionary in 1987 can we just <laughs> look up when this was based <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was well it was made mainly in 1987
1: but came out in 1988 so uh, we're gonna call me 12 <laughs> yeah you
0: do some quick math Sure, everyone's pausing it right now just to figure out exactly that, like, how old you are. I, I thought she was
1: 25.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've all outed our age, I think, on yeah. this so far, multiple yeah. times.
0: Yeah. yeah. So speaking of adult things, uh, we are on a very adult minute this week. We are on minute 13, which begins with a hand stopping Eddie from taking a drink and ends with a train shaking a bar the bar I should say so uh, by the way uh, just to keep up with the drink count, this is Eddie's third drink of the movie so far I where didn't
1: get drink it did he
0: uh, no he, he did not get a drink it he got he did get blocked
1: He was stopped from drinking
0: yeah so so maybe we don't count this drink then it's got to actually go yeah. into Eddie's body to we uh, have a mysterious hand that is placed over <laughs> over the drink. A uh, very uh, dramatic way to to interrupt Eddie doing this, and we have Dolores, who is played by Joanna Cassidy, who is also in Blade Runner and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead.
1: Oh, I'm wondering. So we first see Dolores, right? And she's just very like stereotypically of the time, like I, I, stereotypical is the wrong word, like iconically, right? Like wait. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but what year is it supposed to be?
0: It's uh, 1947. Okay. Yeah. So she's
1: like stereotypical, like 1947, you know, nice looking lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I am always, uh, yeah. I you know, Kira, I always tend to like look at the clothes and stuff because I'm weird, but uh, she you know, I think when you've done anything on camera at any point, you realize, or even just taking pictures of yourself, right, like, realize, like, how much flatter your hair looks, how much, you know, like, everything just changes from your perception of it in real life, and so what, the thing that I notice about her is her hair must be, like, Marge Simpson tall in real life, because, like, (laughs) it looks tall here, so Uh it, it must be, like, like, obscene in, in, in real life, because it's, it's, almost as tall as her head yeah it's got volume
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i wonder what kind of product (laughs) she's using
1: well and actors you know all have huge heads anyway (laughs) your hair is big you gotta look at like the relationship of the whole of it compared to shoulders her shoulders are so tiny and she's wearing shoulder pads and they're still like you know, when you see a shoulder pad and you can see the arm kind of swimming beneath it, like uh-huh. trying to take up space, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're, that's what's happening here. She's, you know, she's beautiful, but uh, but I just am thinking like, she's walking out on set in 1986 or whatever, and she's got to look like, a feel like a clown <laughs> with that
0: hair. Uh-huh. Yeah, one thing I can't quite figure out is exactly what is the relationship between her and eddie i it seems like they definitely used to at least have a thing but now
1: they went to catalina
0: yeah i mean they went to catalina together are they still kind of together like maybe it's like uh
1: I, i get the i get the sense that like you know she's a she's a put together lady like i mean this this whole ensemble she's got everything's coordinated she has I, where she found brown and yellow earrings to match those dress. i don't know but like this woman you know she works at a bar but like she has her stuff together like i think she had to walk away from we've talked a little bit about how eddie's life clearly has taken a turn at some point we know he used to be like something that's kind of established from the movie and then he's fallen on rough times uh, and i think she probably had to break it off but she still cares about him deeply um, and i think later in the movie again like you know, we, we do jump around a bit here. <laughs> I I'm think good. there is... is, is there a call, isn't there a picture somewhere of him and mm-hmm. her and another couple? Well, so, like, I think they were, a, like, an established couple.
0: Yeah, there's, there's like, pictures of them with uh, Eddie's brother. Uh, but it seems like they definitely were a thing. And there's yeah. still something going on now there's like a, at least flirtation i don't know if they've got like a uh, occasional uh, uh friends with benefits things there but it's not i feel it's not totally platonic anymore
1: well and he's obviously out of touch with the whole like she's like there's still pictures on there from when we went to catalina and she gets all kind of wistful and then mm-hmm. he's like hey we should do that good or whatever you know like <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do that again, bro. Like she's
0: Yeah, she's not having it.
1: No, she's like, how about you focus on giving me the money you owe me from being like a derelict alcoholic?
0: Yeah, is that what yeah. he owes her money for? Like, because it's yeah, obviously his bar tab. Mm, mm, it's all bar tab. No, no, no,
1: it's not his bar tab. Sorry. He says uh, she took money out of the till to give him and he has to put up she has to put it back before her boss uh balances the books. Well I just looked up so he has a check for 50 bucks and she says that's not enough. Um, and that's in 2021 dollars from 1947 would be six hundred and twenty-three dollars and twenty cents. So yeah it's quite a chunk of change that he's uh yeah, what is he spending it on? What, maintaining his <laughs> lifestyle? Because like he's a, kind of a deadbeat, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> we have found out that he sleeps in his office, um, so that's that's got to be the only thing he's spending it on. And there's no way rent in uh, 1947 was anywhere near that much. So
1: no, yeah. his rent was probably a nickel. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, Eddie's, Eddie's spending a lot of money. It could just be alcohol various places, because that's the only um, only thing we've seen him consistently spend money on.
1: He might have also been like, you know, four months late on rent or something and had to, and, you know, had a the extra 100 for walking around money and were hundred and twenty twenty one dollars is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Not 100, whatever that, $20, yeah. $15, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, for, you know, and he spent that all on uh, tiny flasks of whiskey that he keeps in his pocket. <laughs> mm.
0: He asked her for uh, to borrow the camera and she has it there with her. Like a camera she hasn't used since Catalina, she just keeps it in the bar with her.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because you have to think about pictures were real precious then right and so the film's been in there for however long like when did they they don't really say how long ago catalina was but let's say it was like a year ago two years ago Mm -hmm. so the camera's just waiting on deck for her to take a picture of something else right there next to the cast register because she just might need it you know you didn't keep it handy there's it's I mean, this is movie stuff, but, like, she'd have to go home and, like, dig it out of a closet probably. Surprisingly small. I
0: Yeah, it is a tiny camera.
1: Yeah. I mean, for what you would think. I mean, I don't know. What do I know about cameras in 1947? But... I would have to research that, too, but I do think, like, in general, they're pretty good about historical accuracy stuff in this movie. Um, she She does sort of hold it close to her chest like you were saying in that like wistful like oh sweet memories this camera has when she hands it to him yeah it's sweet do we get to see the pictures if yeah we, he does develop them yeah
0: yeah he does develop the them and we, deck, yeah. them. we get
1: to see them we'd see them her and a kini probably yeah or maybe not bikini might not have been invented yet we <laughs> don't know it's a one piece with bloomers the bikini <laughs> yeah but in
0: 1947 that was sexy
1: yeah hey oh <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> a couple of other things that i noticed in this scene is like so there's a, a guy sitting next to him who has the strangest hat i've the ever seen hat. in my life <laughs> like, it's like like it's the farthest the lines of it are as far away as you could possibly get from a cowboy hat and still be like that's a cowboy hat I, it looks like the costume department was like, the guy next to him needs me wearing a hat. And they're like, you don't have any more of those. Like, what's the like nineteen Fedora, fedora. Thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. have any fedoras. So they're like, well, here's a cowboy hat. Just bang it out in different places. <laughs> you know, put it in the washer or something. Yeah. Run over it with the car. and Then that guy could wear it. It's so odd. And then yeah. the other thing about this dude is like, you know, the conversation between... Dolores and Eddie. It's a little heated. It's a little spicy. You know, it's not. There's there's a tension. They get a little loud with each other. And that dude doesn't even blink. <laughs> like he doesn't. He doesn't react at all. He is a statue.
0: You know, in this world where tunes exist with real people too, like it could be anything that's going on in this life. Maybe he's in love with the tune, and he's like thinking about this. Um, I mean, to get his backstory would be. Awesome. Oh, maybe he
1: saw <laughs> Jessica Rabbit's show and he's just shook. You know? <laughs> I did think that, though, about his outfit that, like, w- you know, we talked a little bit about the proportions of Eddie's costume and how, like, he does sort of look like he's kind of halfway in between the tune world and the. They do a lot of things to visually make him, uh, like, fit in with the tunes as, like, an outcast. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. look normal. His hat's weirdly tall, his tie's weirdly short. Like he just, you know, he's (laughs) frumpy and like weird, like a cartoon, like a human cartoon. And so I, I kind of think of that guy as one of those also, you know, like he, he's a caricature of a, of a person. Yeah. Okay. And here's another thing is how tall is Bob Hoskins? Oh, I'm guessing like four, six. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he's a little guy. Um, and Dolores does not look like. She looks like she'd be a foot taller than him or something.
0: Yeah, I think she's got, I think she's got a uh, some reach over over Bob Hoskins.
1: Do you think Dolores was like? I only do movies where I get to wear this hairstyle because Blade <laughs> Runner had the same hair.
0: They're
1: yeah. like, uh, we uh-huh. can't do anything with your hair, just so, like, as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's five six oh okay i looked up i'm gonna be the reference person on this
0: (laughs) thank you i appreciate that tara
1: i got my calculator my inflation calculator (laughs) (laughs) on here's our resident economist (laughs) yeah let's go back to things i didn't give a shit about when i was 12 (laughs) now i'm an adult and i power wash my house and i want to know every time i'm watching anything and money comes up I'm, I'm like, I used to do this all the time with Mad Men. I'd be like, "How much money is that?" They'd be like, I, "Someone just gave him a grand or something." And you're like, "Okay, that, that means nothing to me." And then you have to go back and look, and you're like, "Yeah, that was ten thousand dollars or whatever the." Heck. I do the but, same thing. I do it also with like foreign foreign movies or shows. Like yeah. like when I watch Squid Game, I'm like immediately I have to know the trans, I have to know the uh, exchange rate. Like I need to know exactly what that is to my life
0: but you know it's funny when you're a kid watching this in 1988 like a hundred dollars is a lot of money you're right on board with the characters that
1: i'll take a check for 50 bucks (laughs) (laughs) awesome wow why are they always drinking apple juice (laughs) (laughs) also like um when i watch older movies it's always funny because i think something that is kind of unique to our generation also is like maybe the past like 15 years, there's just more of everything. Like production has gotten more simple and you don't have to have the same, I used to produce clothes. So like, you don't have to have the same minimums. Like you can make small quantities of things in a way that you used to not be able to. And so like growing, when we were growing up, like every family had the same couch like every single one right or that that alarm clock like it's a meme right like every family had this one alarm clock because that was there was three alarm clocks and that's you had one of them um and so there's this like stained glass chandelier in here that was in like every pizza restaurant (laughs) from 1947 until like the year 1998 and there's probably still some of them around Mm -hmm. you know and it's like instantly recognizable to anybody who was born before like 1995 probably (laughs) so okay so the train at this point has the train going by already been established because when dolores grabs the cups like it's clearly not the first time it's happened to her she knows all the time how she like holds on to the dishes or whatever
0: yeah is this
1: like the like an elevated train that goes past the window or is this like the new LA subway that they're putting in, or whatever.
0: Well, it, it's part of it, because um, I think because the the car it is a plot point in the movie. We find out right before then that a company called Cloverleaf just bought the bar. It's Terminal Bar.
1: Oh, oh, mm.
0: the Terminal Station Bar. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: So yeah. That's the end of it.
0: Yeah, that's the end of it. By the way, does she have to hold on to these plates? every single time a train goes by what happens if she's not near them
1: yeah then they then they fall off the the whatever she's got there the bar maybe they could stop stacking the cups
0: <laughs> yeah that would probably be a much better solution
1: <laughs> maybe or... rails like you know you can that's a earthquake prevention thing there were earthquakes in 1947 too yeah that's like this i'm gonna get all adulty again but i, I really want to like get a high shelf in my kitchen for like like my big heavy pots that i like don't want to keep lugging out you know whatever to keep get them up and out of the way but then i'm like i don't want that thing falling off of the shelf onto me. yeah so that's
0: that's a, a little, little ledge
1: every time mm-hmm. i forget my children i'll head right for my pots if <quick>.
0: Yeah, well, pots can't move out of the way if there's danger. So,
1: you know, pots are helpless. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we could all have them on our heads and we don't have to get under the table.
0: Well, no, this is good planning ahead.
1: Yeah, there we go. so this minute is largely just like establishing some stuff right like we we've talked a lot about how eddie's kind of a mess he's clearly has some kind of a drinking problem because he's doing it all the time at weird hours and whatnot we know he doesn't have money um you know some bad stuff happened we know he hates tunes um and now we know that like the extent of his loss includes a love interest who clearly cares Mm -hmm. about him and uh is a you know she's a nice looking lady she seems like a seems like a good pull for eddie valiant
0: yeah and i think it gives a hint too that like he did have a better life at some point in time this eddie being a complete mess is a new phenomenon yeah all right anything else for this minute
1: i like her nails Mm. on point with some spray and they probably perfectly match your lipstick right they're big they do yeah (laughs) they do that lipstick has a bit of a a bit of a an iridescence to it that's Mm. like a gold like a candy apple sort of a situation
0: oh haven't heard that in a while remember candy apple red cars sure yeah yeah bringing it back here in this podcast all right uh who's your mvp annie for this minute
1: i think my mvp is the camera in Mm. this one you know the camera it uh the camera's doing a lot of work it's telling it's telling a lot of the story you know without the camera we don't we don't get that they have a um not just a non-platonic past but like a romantic loving past you know
0: yeah yeah i feel that great Kira, sometimes
1: my mvps are fun and silly and sometimes they're
0: serious it's a serious <laughs> one it's it's one of the serious days one of those but serious like- minutes
1: Minute two, it was like Baby Herman's dump truck ass. So <laughs> you know, it's all over the board. Glad I don't have to pick one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's but really I too hard to choose. Thank you, Kira, for joining us. Can you come back on Wednesday to uh, join us again? I think so. Okay, great, great. We will see you then.
1: <laughs> I right. hope you don't have too much power washing. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do another round here. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, I mean, you peak with this whole nozzle information.
0: This has been Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. I want to thank Dueling Genre and Scott Corelli for hosting us. You can check out so many of their podcasts on DuelingGenre.com and, you know, give a little money if you go to DuelingGenre backslash, not forward slash, support. You can be part of our Facebook group, Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit Listeners. And we will be back on Wednesday for minute 14 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit.